Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Today, we're here to talk about whether you have a financial advisor or a portfolio manager. But before that, I want to wish you a happy birthday, Dallas. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Michael. 51 today. That's very um, uh, very thoughtful of you, which I'm sort of surprised by, as the people in the audience can probably hear in my voice. But <laughs> i tell you what I'm surprised at. Every time you have a birthday and you Yippee. tell me I'm 30 and then I'm 31, then I think you're 32, 32 today, today, I'm yeah. surprised because you're hunched over. <laughs> You're cranky beyond your years. <laughs> you're bald. You're yeah. bald. You've got no hair. Um, you've got uh, <laughs> mainly, uh, mainly so, the crankiness. I think is the thing that people get sort of surprised by at my age. And yeah, I can't believe you only. Is, I, it, 30, I, I, is it thirty-two today? Thirty-two today. I find myself often starting stories with, you know, either, either these bloody kids these days, <laughs> or back in my day I did this, and you go, "Geez, mate, you're thirty-two. Like, just calm down." So. And uh, no, thank you very much for the for the birthday wishes. Michael, I actually throw Nicola, my wife, under the bus here. That's very kind of you to remember that because she forgot it this morning for for the first half of the day. So that was it was good of you to remember. So. Well, I only remembered because uh, <laughs> of of uh, our director of financial doing, Kylie Hatfield, who's yeah. so good for all of our clients and yeah. so good for us yeah. as well. Yeah, I think I may have told this story before, but but um, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I forgot. My wife Susie's birthday, and I, I walked into the to the office this morning on Susie's birthday, and um, and Kylie says straight away, "Oh, did you spoil Susie this morning for her birthday?" And I went, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> <clears throat> I've forgotten." <laughs> See, and and then the, ne- the 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 continuation of that story is is ever since then. Kylie now messages both both you yeah. you and you and me the day before and says, "Now don't forget, well, don't I forget saying, yeah, it's, it's Nicholas' birthday." I was tomorrow. thinking, where were you yesterday, Kylie? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now she does it every year. Yeah. Um, no, so, so let's get to let's get to the topic. So, do you have a financial advisor or a portfolio manager or yeah. a money manager? Let's yeah. say. So, well. so this was one. Um, I obviously my my sort of thought of my, my topic here that I came with. I had a meeting the other day with, with a listener actually from, from the podcast mm-hmm. and it was um, where this got me thinking. They, they'd got in touch because they'd listened to the podcast um, and, and, you know, and said, you know, we've, we've got a financial advisor that we're actually, you know, I'm happy with. I've got no qualms with them. Basically just wanting a second opinion, just wanted to check, you know, make sure that that's all, all good. Um, now, it was an interesting one because what what this person actually had um, is, and this is what we talked about in the meeting was they had a they had a portfolio, so they had you know their money that was in inside superannuation that was getting uh, being managed uh, by this mm. by this advisor, um, and they had an investment you know set up that was being managed as well. But it was the main focus of this and I'm, I'm doing the financial advisor thing of, of this money manager the, the main focus was was really on um, trying to use that money to outperform the market or to mm. get a good return over you know 
and and this is one of those we've talked about this before in other podcasts about there are a lot of advisors out there that it's it's not that these these guys are on um, yeah I, I had a quick quick squeeze at their their website they seem very reputable and very trustworthy mm-hmm. most of it it's not that they're not <laughs> doing a it's not that they're not trying to do a good job it's not even that they're not doing a good job I don't I don't actually know what their performance has been like. But the point that I was, that I was talking about with this, with this person, this this listener, go Darren, if you if you're listening, is that they're prob- they're just not actually looking at that the same things that I would say that a good financial advisor should be looking at, and that was, you know, f- for for this person in this situation, they're they're in a a really good position. So most of our conversations were about the fact that hey, you actually don't really need to be accumulating more. You you are in a position where whatever you decide to do work-wise or lifestyle-wise, you really can afford to do that. So, you know, what was really taking that in a different direction, that conversation, than, than what I think they, they thought it was going, which was what is actually really important and meaningful to you because you sort of have the money to fund whatever you really want to fund there. Um, and so, yeah, again, within reason, you know, sort of all the things we talked about, we spent most of the meeting talking about what's actually important to, to these people you know, how much would it cost to fund that? What would be the funding mechanism of that? Do they have the retirement savings built up to do that? If they work for another few years, what position would that put them in? What choices would that allow them to make? Of of the hour and a half meeting that it sort of went into a fair bit of the weeds there, probably an hour and 20 minutes of that was really spent talking about what I would consider the planning aspect of it, which is, you know, all those sorts of things. How do you fund your future cash flows as you need? When do you actually plan to cut back on work? How would that happen? How would you phase in and out of work? Is there capacity to do that in your role? What other role would you move into? You know, what's going to be what's going to be a meaningful way for you to spend your time in retirement? You know, what does retirement even mean for you? All these sorts of things. I spent an hour and twenty minutes talking about that, and about ten minutes talking about okay, well, this is this is how this bucket of money is invested at the moment and does that make sense and does that not? Or this is how your superannuation is invested and does that make sense or does that not? So the portfolio management side of it or the money management side of it was really took up about 10 minutes out of the hour and a half and, and I think that that's probably about the right ratio. It's, it's, you know, it's about 10% of your time. About 10% of your time talking to a financial advisor should be spent on portfolio management and the mm. other 90% should be spent on the planning of, of your your life, your future, your goals, you know, what's meaningful for you, all that sort of thing. And so it, it was sort of a tricky a tricky one then because at the end of it, the client sort of wanted to know, well, is, is, my, is, is my current advisor doing a good job? And it was sort of, it's, it's apples and oranges because I was going, they probably are doing a good job with there, there was a couple of little things that I you know in the portfolio management side of things that I'd probably recommend they do a bit differently but it's sort of neither here nor there because they're, they're spending all their time and energy with you focused on something that really should only be 10% of, of the whole puzzle mm. and you know it, it's fine if they're spending all that time on that and they're also spending the time talking about the planning and the you know retirement and the rest of it but it tends to be one or the other, and and you would have seen this with a lot of people where you only have so much mental capacity. If you go and meet with an advisor for an hour and a half, they can't spend an hour and a half talking about portfolio management and an hour and a half talking about your planning. It, it has to sort of something has to give there. I think it it can only be one or the other, <clears throat> and and yeah, there's some very very good um, fund managers, and and, yep. and the job of those uh, people is to yep. is to run a fund. Yes. And um, they don't want to know names or yeah. faces well, of the people that are investing. You've got a good story about this. 
Yeah, so um, I just heard this through a podcast about financial advisors from America and one of these, uh, a financial advisor said that she had dinner with a fund manager and the, and the fund manager's job is to run the... Yeah, run the, the money. The, the run the money. Yeah, run, yeah. And um, and uh, the financial advisor started telling stories and said, oh, my, my brother and his family are actually in your, one of your funds and they've, you've got this situation. And, and he said, don't ever do that. Don't ever put a face to the money. or a name to the money. <laughs> and, I, and I can understand that. So, their, their job is just to take a pool of money yep. and and, um, a, and try to attain the goal. Now, if the goal is to outperform yep. the yep. ASX 200 yep. and to run a, you yep. know, a portfolio of... of, of of growth-based Australian companies or whatever that whatever their mandate whatever. is, yep. that's the goal. Yep. Um, they're not worried about whether yep. uh, it's in the right tax structure for yep. people, whether they're you know people are taking advantage of all the tax deductions that they can. They're not worried. Um, they're not worried about, about tax at all. Yep. In fact, no, so no. if the ASX 200 yep. uh, returns eight percent for the year, they will at all costs try to return nine percent for the year. Yeah. Even if it means it's not in the best tax position for their yep. for their clients, um, yeah. So so they're not worried about any of those types of things. They're just trying to purely run yeah. the money yeah. and the mandate of the fund. So it's it's probably what a, what, what yeah. financial advising is is yeah you have to use that and and um, actually let me back up the 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 professional fund manager or the money manager that does that and is running the funds, they're buying and selling their shares and deciding which company to go in and which mm. company to stay out of and they're meeting with yeah, you know, they're meeting with CEOs, executives yeah. and CEOs from different companies and, and, and trying to work all of that. They have zero time to mm. be meeting or putting they have zero time to be putting even a face or a name <laughs> to the money. Yes. Um, and, and this was my they, point. They it's, have, it's not. It's not that they're falling down in this area. No, it's just that that's not their. That's job. not their job. Their job is to they, manage. They, that they have zero time to be to 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 be putting a face or a name to the money, let alone meeting with clients and yeah. saying, you know, what are your goals and objectives? What yeah. are your? Yeah. Um. If we if we if we flip over now to the financial advisor side, mm. the financial advisor, our belief, yeah, is to be meeting with their clients yeah. to be to be coming up with. Yeah. Personalized strategies to be, yeah. you know, taking in the low hanging fruit, such yeah. as all the tax planning that we yeah. um, spend yeah. hours about talking about on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I think even setting them up for, you know, one, for one zero percent tax, one step all those types of things that, like, that I had with, with this person as well, which was sort of interesting, was that, and you know, again, of that hour and a half, we spent ten minutes talking about portfolio construction and probably half an hour talking about. Um, you know, tax minimization and the best vehicle to own your retirement savings. We spent the first 45 minutes just talking about enough and what, what mm. did enough money mean to them. And, and that's, I guess, the difference is you, you're never going to go to a portfolio manager and say, here's a pool of money. Can you manage that? Yes, absolutely. I can invest that. I can grow it. And that's yeah. what the whole mandate is. It, it, was a, it was a very different dynamic because this conversation was, you know, I've got this money you know what should I do with it? And the conversation was, well, what do you, what, what's the money for? What's the point of it? What's the plan? Well, you know, what is the, what's the the purpose of it? What's the goals that you're trying to achieve with this money? Before we before we back into even, even the tax planning side, of it, before we go, okay, well, how should it be structured? We need to start with, what do you need it for? What's of this of these different buckets of money? Which ones do you need in six months' time? Which ones are going to make you feel good about, you know, you can sleep at night knowing that you've got all your emergency covered? Which ones are going to make you, you know, 
which ones need to allow for <coughs> you to draw an income in 20, 25 years' time, all those sorts of things. It was, it was a different dynamic, I think, for the client to start with that perspective of, well, if you're saying you want A, B, and C, you, you probably you have enough, you, either you have enough money or how much money do you need to make that happen? And then what do we need to do to actually go and, go and put that in place? Whereas, well, well, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Brayton Nick Murray yeah. um, sums it up beautifully. Mm. Goals, mm. then plan. financial plan, yep. then portfolio. And only then yeah. portfolio. Yep. So, um, yeah, th- th- it's, it's, it's one of those things that um, uh, is, 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 it has to be in that order. Yeah. And, and I think we've seen this in, uh, you, you can see this on both sides of, see, everyone has, to some degree, it's, it's not an exact science, but everyone has a rough amount of money that they will need to get to at retirement, a retirement target they'll need to live the life they want mm. throughout retirement. And, and what you find is that if you have a portfolio manager rather than a financial advisor, you are, there's, there's two, there's two likely, there's only really two outcomes. You can either go too far and that's, I think, this client that I was talking to, that's what they were at risk of doing is, is they were kind of going, well, I need to work for another however long and I need to save another X amount. They, they were, without any input from a, from a financial advisor who was really thinking about that retirement, they are at risk of spending the next 10 years building up a capital base that they don't really need to fund a retirement that they could fund with, you know, with half of that amount. The other side of it that I've seen before, and, and you would have seen the same, is you know, I've had I've had um, conversations with people before, mainly in, in pubs and places like that, where people have gone, yeah, I've got a financial advisor. He sends me a statement every year. As long as the number's higher than the year before, I'm happy with that. And so the risk is either you end up with too much money, which is you know probably a better problem to have, or you go or or you get to retirement and your your financial advisor slash portfolio manager has has managed the money and has grown that every year and has has you know it, it's the numbers gone up and up and up but you get to retirement and you end up with half of the money you needed now mm. it doesn't really and this is i guess the point we've touched on the part it doesn't matter to some degree if they've done a good job of managing that money that you've given them if you only end up with half the money you need where really the conversation that they should have had with you was 10 years ago going hey i can manage this money but that's not going to be enough to get you where you need to be mm. you know based on what you want in retirement you need to be putting more money in or you need to be adding more to this or you need to plan for, you know, we need to let this money compound out for longer so that it can grow to the point you do that, that you that you need for your retirement target. Those, those are, I think, the two the two risks that you run is if, if you're listening to this and you go, yeah, I've, I've got a financial advisor and, you know, yeah, he takes care of my super or he takes care of, I've got an investment set up with someone. That's fine if you're if you're doing the planning and you know where you need to get to and you're just handing that money over to someone to say here manage that for me and you're happy with that dynamic then that that's fine. Where I've seen this sort of go wrong is that people go I've got a financial advisor he must be doing everything that I need to do there. If if I needed to be adding more money in he'd let me know or if I could cut back on work earlier and I really wanted to he'd be letting me know that. If, if you think you've got a financial advisor and they think that they are a portfolio manager, that's where the breakdown in communication can happen. Yeah. If you want to take an opinion, certainly we would welcome you to contact us at podcasts at mo50.com.au. Uh, we'd be more than happy to set up a, a Zoom yeah. meeting yeah. at no cost or obligation with you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and in that meeting, 
like you did for for Darren mm. Dallas. Um, we'd be going. You'd be going over uh, the the high level. Yeah, the high level stuff. Yeah, and, and and basically having a look at, at you know what their yeah. their goals and objectives are. Um, what type of plan you may be able to come up with to meet those goals, and then and then Final, you know, overlaying yeah. a portfolio. Of yeah, that. that's exactly right. So, um, yeah. I think it's it's a it's a great point. If if you're looking for a second opinion, feel free to, to give us a yell. Even if you're if you are happy with, or you think, I guess the the, the point that I also say is if you've got a if you think that you have a financial advisor and and you're thinking now maybe I haven't had some of these conversations, um, I'd you know obviously recommend give us a yell and we can we can have a look over that for you. Also, just raise these questions with your with your financial advisor if. If you raise these questions of, hey, how much do I actually need in retirement? And your financial advisor sort of looks at you and blinks and goes, oh, well, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I read an article the other day saying that the average couple needs a million dollars to be comfortable in retirement. Or if you raise a question of, hey, is this the most tax-effective way that we could be structured everything? You, you may, it may be the case that you, find it, that you have a financial advisor and that they have all these strategies in place and, and that you maybe just haven't, um, you know, maybe have forgotten some of the conversations that you've had or something like that and and you raising this might <laughs> might create those get those conversations happening and working for you but i guess that would be the warning sign is if you haven't had these conversations before it, that's probably a warning sign that it's mm. it's not that your financial advisor is thinking about all this on your behalf they they just they don't see that as their job so yeah, I definitely recommend getting a second opinion at, or at the very least raise these questions with your current advisor and if you're not if you're not getting satisfactory answers in, if you're not really comfortable that they are across absolutely everything that every part of your financial life, then I think that's that's the first thing I'd say there is is it's not necessarily their fault. You might actually not have a financial advisor. Even though they've got financial advisor in their business card, you might actually have a portfolio manager. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.